Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Next in, as in any thoughts or comments on Bitcoin after the SVB collapse? It went up quite a bit, according to the texter. Strange you haven't mentioned that market this week. Uh, we have mentioned Bitcoin a few times on the show when we've discussed it. Um, yes, the share uh, Bitcoins are, is up about um, 20, 23, 24% uh, in, the past, in the past five days. Uh, but it's still, you know, roughly half where it was at uh, a year ago and, you know, more than half compared to where it was two years ago. Uh, it's a pretty volatile. Um, security as the texter almost certainly knows. Now on September the 23rd last year the UK announced a so-called mini-budget. It was a tax-cutting blueprint that threw caution to the wind. Within hours the markets had signals that it would simply not wear the extra borrowing and within a month the Prime Minister Liz Truss was gone. Now a more cautious Chancellor Jeremy Hunt takes to his feet today and his job in many ways is to undo the damage caused by his predecessor and reassure investors that Britain is not an economic basket t- case. But can he do it amid falling confidence and such global uncertainty? Neil Shah is a director with Edison and joins me on the, on the line. Good morning, Neil. Morning, Joe. How would you describe the health of the UK economy right now? Well, I think, uh, like a lot of the uh, the world, uh, a challenging environment. Um, if you read some of the headlines and look at some of the stats, uh, the UK is seen as probably the weakest of the G7. Um, and in particular, I mean, I, you point to the mini-budget. I think some of the issues that were diagnosed by Liz Truss were probably right. The solutions are wrong, right? So I think, uh, you know, the UK needs to improve its productivity and get people back to work. Um, there are signs that um, there's some optimism out there and op- uh, the, within the markets, there is certainly a group of people who think that actually the UK is going to surprise on the upside as inflation is probably going to fall faster than people think. And uh, you have started to see some indicative signs of that. The, the latest GDP figures uh, surprised a lot of people. We're not in recession and there's a chance that we may uh, avoid it. And um, I note that unemployment is still incredibly low at 3.7%. So I'm just slightly perplexed as to why the government is talking about getting people back to work when that is de facto full employment. It is. And I think that the problem is that uh, how those rates are sort of calculated excludes a certain percentage of population who are technically not working. Uh, the UK has got a problem, which is got a, it's got a shrinking workforce to improve the productivity. It needs to attract more people into the workforce and if you if you can do that you also offset the problem of inflation so i think a lot of jeremy hunt's budget is trying to force the levers uh, to encourage you know the, the older demographic the 50 to 60 year olds uh, to come back to work post the pandemic and also those um, who you know, have given up work because they've started families and find it particularly expensive uh, to, for, uh, to provide for childcare. And that's one of the leaks that we've had. We've had a few leaks ahead of today's announcements and um, providing free childcare to some groups is one of the leaks. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I mean, I think it's... Uh, Politically, it was starting to be an area which, um, you know, the Conservatives and, and Labour are starting to try and get the, uh, the sort of centre ground on. Um, I think it's going to be a welcome move. Um, and I think that, the, you know, the extension of childcare to the sort of one and two year olds. And of course, a, a, we don't know the detail of this, but there is a functioning system here for three and four year olds. Um, when I put my kids through nursery, you know, we all benefited from uh, a certain 
the the government to to help with the childcare costs, and I think that that system can be extended to one and two year olds, which I think would be easy to do and and probably welcome. Yeah, and quite a few people would benefit from that. Of course, there is the cost element of that. Um, do you expect anything that might benefit Northern Ireland? I mean, uh, the past few weeks we've had the Windsor framework, which could establish Northern Ireland as a very attractive place to do business. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that uh, we're, we're sort of considering has been considered is the sort of creation of the free ports. And um, I don't know whether he's going to do it this time round, but certainly the expectation is that at some point some tax breaks will be created for foreign investment into certain areas. Now, you can imagine just how attractive Northern Ireland might become if um, it's got those kind of tax breaks and it offers access to both the UK and uh, EU markets. Um, so it's, it's, it, we don't know if it's in the budget, but it's something that I'd be looking for. Uh, and uh, any last thing that you hope to see in the budget that would benefit the economy? No, I mean, look, I think, you know, in light of the mini budget, the expectation is actually this needs to be a fairly boring and stable budget. Um, well, a so Jeremy Hunt's ideal for that. Well- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think you, you know a lot of what's been leaked it has been leaked. There's always a the, the sort of rabbit at the hat, but I think he's on pretty tight guardrails. He can't really do too much, so not expecting too much. Yeah, indeed, he doesn't want to spook the markets like his predecessor did uh, last September. Neil, thank you so much for joining us. That's Neil Shah, a director with Edison Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.